to the business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Lauren. It's so nice to, to be show. here again. Yeah, welcome to the show. And this week, the episode is brought to you by my business, Lauren, which is Michelle R. Price, a light worker. So if you're looking for some guidance, if you need a little bit of uh, guidance around business, relationships, whatever it is, I do all of those things, health as well. Uh, I'm a healer, a pranic energy and Reiki healer, but also a medium. So I connect to past over loved ones and I read Oracle cards as well. So if you're looking for any of those things, I also teach Reiki and I do help people develop discover their gifts and uh, that sort of thing too with my mentorship program. So Michelle, our prize light worker on Facebook. And as every week we uh, have our contact details in the show notes, if you need to find out more about Lauren or myself, Lauren, welcome to the show. So nice to be here with you as always. Thank you for having me. Your hair is looking really long, Michelle. Yeah. I'm getting it cut. I had an appointment this week. Yeah, I had an appointment this week, but I missed it because the reading went long and um, I'm booked in again today. So I'm getting it cut today. Yeah, it's nice having long hair though. You can do so much with it. Yeah, it's just I haven't had a cut in about two years. So the ends are like really how you're doing. So um, yeah, I definitely need to get a cut. Yeah, but thank you for noticing. That's um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm getting a cut today. So... Uh, that's funny timing there. I must be psychic. I know. I know (laughs) you need to get a job in the industry. Um, so Lauren, the thing today, I think it was sort of around, um, something that you were sort of thinking about what is, um, what is going on? What are you going to be talking about? Yeah, well, so today we're going to be talking about building rapport. So building rapport is kind of like, what the hell does that even mean? Basically, uh, when I talk about building rapport, what I mean is looking at our relationships and our ability to uh, communicate. And I'm kind of going to be coming at it today from an angle of staff retention and looking at our relationships with clients, with customers, and um, kind of having a business angle. So I don't know if Michelle is also going to come at it from a business angle or um, what she's got in store. But essentially, one of the things that I've noticed is that when we don't take the time to care about the people that we're working with, or when we don't take the, the time to check in or to set our staff up or our coworkers up for success, then we have challenges. And very often, um, relationships are kind of the crux of a lot of businesses, you know, because what a lot of businesses actually do is they generate revenue and they generate uh, traction in their business from referrals. So Michelle, I'm sure that you would agree with that, that a lot of the work that you get is from people who bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good experience with you, feel comfortable with you, all that kind of stuff. So that's what we're going to get into today. We're going to talk a little bit about self-awareness. We're going to talk a little bit about techniques and handling people. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the power of body language and then, you know, we'll see what else, what comes up. You and I often go on, on fabulous tangents. tangents. So yeah, anything can happen really. That's it. (laughs) Yes. So before we get to that though, I'd like to hear how your week's been. I know you're getting your hair cut today, so I'm getting my hair cut. That's lovely. Self-care. Yeah, that's something. And uh, Lauren, I did put it out there that I wanted to maybe get a little bit more sort of exposure, a little bit to get my name out there a little bit and things like that. And I tell you what, you've got to... um, you got to give it to the universe. They can deliver pretty damn fast. And it was, it was kind of surprising. It actually, it quite blew my mind uh, how quickly this happened. I had a couple of phone calls this week. It's um, been quite, uh, quite a whirlwind. 
and from different people that I used to work with and they wanted to do, you know, a story. One of them wanted to do a story on me, which has gone up. And so we're going to talk about that, I think, next episode. So I won't go into too much detail about that, but just, um, you know, it was in a, a newspaper in our town, city where we live. And um, they don't have any uh, physical copies anymore, Lauren. So they're only online, which is a bit of a bummer. So you have to get a subscription. So a lot of people were sort of not able to read it. But um, yeah, really great story. And it was basically about my years since being made redundant, what I've done since then and getting into my spiritual work. So really, really cool. And that was totally out of the blue. I just put it out there to the universe and I got a message from that person. And then someone else I worked with in radio, uh, and I'm not quite sure what he wants to do with me yet, but he's been in a couple of movies and he does write screenplays and documentaries and he's interested in the paranormal. And he just said, look, if you were put in a room, could you tell me, you know, what had gone on there, you know, a bit of the history and things like that. And I said, yeah, I guess so. And he he said, great, I want you to um, go on camera and do that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I don't know the ins and outs of it yet, but um, yeah, they both contacted me pretty much on the same day, I think. So it was like, wow. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the, the lady with the um, newspaper, she just sort of, sort of said that I popped into her head randomly, like she was just walking along and she was like, oh, I popped into her head. She's like, I need to do a story on her. So that's how the universe works. You know, it's like they just pop into the heads of the people that, you know, you need to contact. And, um, and that's what the messages are about. But it is up to us to listen. You know, obviously, shouldn't have to listen. So that was a great opportunity. So I was just really, really happy to do that. Um, and I guess the other thing that's been going on this week for me as well is it's been a lot about, um, you know, sort of dealing with grief, I guess. There's a lot of people who are losing their children, losing family members. Like it's a lot about that. It's not super negative though. Um, there is an upside. And what that upside is, is that even when people come in and they're grieving, they've lost a you know child or a partner or whatever, it's like there's always the laughter, they always seem to find laughter. And I'm talking about the people in spirit, you know, they always try to bring those vibrations back up. And um, it was quite, quite entertaining because speaking of hair, the lady sitting there and her husband had died. um, It turns out from a particular form of cancer, which she did tell me. And I said it to her and she said, yes, that's what it was. And, but I said to her, you know what, you've done something different with your hair. And I'm sitting there with my eyes shut. I'm even looking at the woman and I'm like, you've done something different with your hair. It's shorter. There's something different. And she went, oh my God. And she said, I got my hair cut completely differently. So she pulled her hair up and she's actually shaved it, half shaved it underneath. So the top part's long and underneath is all shaved. And she said, I got it done for my birthday. And I went there yesterday and got my hair done. And she said, my husband always noticed when I got my hair done, always. And it was like, it made me really emotional, you know? And she said, it was funny. Oh my God, yeah. I know, they owned a seafood shop too. And whenever women had come in, like regular customers, he'd go, you've had your hair done. And they'd be like, yes, I did. And they're like, my husbands don't even notice this. Like they were all like really surprised that this random guy in the seafood shop noticed their haircut and their husbands weren't noticing the haircut. So she said that was a really important thing for her as confirmation because she said that was my husband. That's what he did. And she thought it was hilarious. And we had a really good laugh and she'd been really emotional. The other interesting thing, Lauren, was um, she had her hands down and I hadn't seen her hands, but I said to her, um, he's talking about the rings being weird or different. There's something about the rings, either the stone's different or something happened with the rings. There's a funny story though. I said, it's a funny story because she was really, you know, quite upset at that point. And then she went, oh my God. And she, she held up her hand. She's got a ring tattooed on her finger. 
So they have actually never exchanged rings. They got tattoos and apparently he cried. He was like a real wuss when he got it done. So she just laughed. She thought it was so funny. She's like, we had to get them tattooed on because they own a seafood shop and you can't wear rings when you're working with food all the time. So we're like, what's the point? This is our business. We're going to have to take our rings off every day anyway. So they got them tattooed on. So it was just, you know, stuff like that. And she just thought it was hilarious when I brought it up. So it's just nice, you know, like, yes, we're going through grief. Yes, people are going through sad things and, you know, you just take as many years, you know, as you need to, to heal all of that. But when the loved ones come in, they find those little happy moments and it's all about the, the balance, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about the, the sadness. Yes, we're going to cry that out, but it's also about the other, you know, raising vibrations too. And spirit understands that. And that's something that I really get from my readings. I really get that. So, um, yeah, that was really cool. Really, really cool Beautiful. to see. Beautiful. Yeah. How are you going? That's so good. Yeah, I'm good. I just want to comment on some of the stuff that you said. So like, first of all, just in relation to the hair comment and the man making comments, because one of the things that he was doing was he was actually building rapport. He was actually noticing the customers as they came into his business. He was noticing something that was important to them, which is getting a new haircut or a new style. And by him acknowledging that, he was making the customer feel special and feel appreciated. And I just think that that was, I don't know if that was intentional by you or what, but that was actually a perfect segue into the conversation today. Oh, that's yeah, so good. So it wasn't intentional, but um, his wife did mention that he did have a lot of ladies hand their phone numbers to him over the over the counter, <laughs> the seafood counter. So apparently uh, he was a winner with the customers and the business was very successful oh. based on uh, that. <laughs> and she thought that was yes. very funny. She yes. thought that was very funny. Yeah. That's so good. I love that so much. Um, the other thing too, I wanted to point out is when you were talking about, you know, be careful what you, what you ask or what you wish for. I know we're going to talk about that in the next show, Mm -hmm. but, um, one thing that came to me when you were speaking was really along the, the idea that you were acting right away. And this is one thing that I, um, I was speaking to one of my afterlight guests, and this is one of the things that they encouraged the, you know, the listener and me, I suppose to do, which was, whenever you're given an impression or an idea or um, an inspiration to actually act on it right away. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because when you've been giving these opportunities, especially when you're going to be essentially challenged on your ability, which is to go in and see what's happened in this particular area, you know, some people might back away from that because that's scary, right? Especially if you get something wrong or whatever the case may be. However, I think that what you you've done is you've gone, wait a minute, this is an opportunity given to me. I'm going to take this opportunity and you didn't hesitate. And I really like that. Um, That happened to me this week as well, because I was kind of trying to figure out, I I think I'm in like a interesting place in my business and in my life, I suppose, Mm. where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do and what's important to me and what part of my business I want to grow and who I want to cater to and all this sort of stuff. And I had an impression when I was in the shower on um, contacting a friend in business and seeing whether or not she could help me. And so I acted on it right away. And I guess one of the things that I just want to say about that is that when we act on things right away, we don't forget either. Um, You know how sometimes we get ideas and we're like, oh, what was that? A great idea again. And we yeah, can't remember. That's why I said write down, on it right write down your dreams, write down your ideas as write soon as down. they come. Because you forget, you think you won't and you do. 
Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. So I just wanted to kind of back you on that as well. So, um, as far as me, basically I haven't been, um, doing anything that's overly exciting, um, to mention, I don't think, as opposed to just enjoying farm life and, um, working on my business. And again, like I said, I'm taking some time out to really kind of reflect on what's important to me and what I want. So, so that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. And uh, I think that, you know, my value in this episode is going to be uh, sort of wrapped up in, in today's theme. So I'm happy okay, to perfect. kind of leave it at that. Awesome. Okay. So we'll uh, jump in. Do you want to kick off, kick things off? Sure. Let's kick, I'll kick things off. Um, and uh, Michelle and I are kind of, we're, we're going through some growing pains here because at the farm, my internet connection is not as it used to be. So, um, Michelle, let me know if you need me to, you know, change anything. Yeah. We'll based do. On what it's sounding good at the moment. So okay. That's okay. Wonderful. So, okay. So one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about building rapport is because I have see patterns in businesses that I've worked with and businesses that I've been a part of. And those patterns essentially are, um, challenges with communicating, challenges with supporting staff in the right way and from the get-go. And so I thought today that we could talk about the concept of build, building rapport. And like we mentioned off the top, you know, building rapport is really instrumental in a business's longevity. If Michelle, for example, or me, if we didn't build rapport with our clients, if we didn't have confidentiality with our clients, if we didn't make them feel safe and important and valued, you know, they can go spend their money elsewhere because there are other people that that could easily do, not easily do what we do, but that do similar stuff to us, right? So it's important that when we are working with people, I feel is to kind of honor the relationship, the time being spent with them. So today I'm going to be talking about self-awareness, uh, looking at our behavior, techniques in handling people, and then also going to be talking slightly about, you know, how to get people to like you. <laughs> The main thing to get people to like you, though, is just to be a genuinely lovely person, basically, or a nice person who cares and who's honest. So, okay. So when I'm talking about staff retention, one of the things that I notice sometimes happens, and I can share this from experience over the, you know, the last 10 to 15 years, is that sometimes staff that are new or people that have been brought on for contracts, they're not necessarily trained properly from the get-go or they're not um, part of the shared vision of what you're trying to achieve. So I'm in the process right now of hiring a, a VA a VA of sorts to do some, just some extra stuff for me that I'm, I'm not able to find time for in my day. That is not a critical thing for me to do as me as the CEO of my business, but it's still critical for me to do in the business. So I'm talking primarily about social media um, scheduling. So when I bring this person on, it's going to be really important that I set the stage of what I want to achieve and that I, I make them feel comfortable. But not only that, that I also understand their strengths. So sometimes what happens is that people are brought into a position or they're given a job or they're given a task that actually doesn't play to their strengths or they haven't been educated or trained properly on how to execute the task. So by building rapport, we actually have an opportunity to 
get to know people, to understand their what they're good at, what they're maybe not so good at. And then from there, we're able to, you know, kind of help them succeed. So somebody that I worked with uh, years and years ago, Love. I remember they started in one of the restaurants that I was working in and they were very shy and they um, didn't have a lot of confidence necessarily. They, you know, it was one of their first jobs. And some people wrote that person off and was like, oh, they're never going to work out, blah, blah, blah. So what I decided to do was to teach that person everything that I knew and support them and encourage them along the way and ask them questions about themselves so that they were able to open up and feel comfortable being there. And then you know what happened? They started to shine brightly and they started to take on more responsibility and they started to come out of their shell. And yeah, and you know, that's what happens. And I've seen that happen numerous times when you take the time to get to know somebody. So that's what today's show is all about. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts though, because I've been talking quite a bit. Yeah, Lauren, I've actually got a really great um, example of that too. And for me, I did business management at TAFE and didn't ever really know if I was going to use that, but I actually did. And because I worked in a lot of uh, hospitality, you know, locations, so Hungry Jacks and Pizza Hut and Coles and places like that. And so I guess I had some opportunities at some of those places in management roles, you know, to help other people and develop them and things. And I remember when I was at Hungry Jack's, I wanted to be um, a production leader, which is like a, you know, a supervisor kind of role and not restaurant manager, but it was like a supervisor kind of role. And yeah. I had a boss who just really intimidated me. She was a woman and she just really intimidated me. She was a very strong personality. And I was very shy still at that point. I was only like, you know, 15, 16, still quite young. And I just, every time she was on, I dropped something on the ground. Like I drop a whole tray of, you know, drinks. I would always just mess up in some way, shape or form. Right. Because I just felt like she wanted me to make a mistake. It always felt like that. And all the other bosses had my back and they were like, Michelle's great. Michelle's great. And she was just like, she's useless. Like, because whenever I was on with her, I was so yeah. nervous that I would just, you know, drop things and do silly things. So it was interesting. I guess I kind of learned from that experience that I didn't want to be that sort of person. Like I didn't want to intimidate. I didn't want to make people feel that way because it didn't feel nice to me, you know, being in that position. So yeah. when I started working in Coles, I um, remember one night, and I, I think I've mentioned this probably in a prior episode, um, but it was just a really good example. I had a girl on and um, I, you know, she didn't want to mop the floors. And I just thought, oh, initially my feeling was, oh, she's being a bit, you know, stubborn and a bit disobedient and, you know, what's going on here. But my thing is I always look a little bit deeper. I always try to see, okay, well, you know, we get along. So, you know, there's no real reason for her to be particularly disobedient to me. So what is this? What's actually going on? What's underlying this? And I sort of had a chat to her and she said, well, you know, I mopped the floor and another boss said that I was useless and I did the worst job they'd ever seen. And it was terrible. And this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, all right, well, I said, if you, if you can trust me for a minute, I said, um, you know, you give it a go and, uh, you know, let's sort of work through this together. And she mopped it. And I said to her, honestly, I said, that's fantastic. You know, I don't know what happened before. As far as I'm concerned, you've just done an an awesome job. Now, I can't even tell you this girl, she stepped up her act to the point where she was, she would do anything for me. Anything. She'll run out to the cold room. No one wanted to go to the cold room. She had to put 15 layers and jackets and hats and all these things (laughs) on and boots. No one ever wanted to go out there, but she would go out there. She would just, anything I asked, I didn't have to ask. 
you know, and that, that was amazing for me because it's about seeing what's really going on with a human being as opposed to just assuming that they're just being disobedient for the sake of it. You know, there's always something else going on and it's about looking deeper. Yeah, that's totally true. And that's part of building rapport is like acknowledging that and then listening to these people. I don't think that most people want to go to work or want to take on a contract or want to do a thing and fail at it. I mean, people feel good when they're rewarded. That's why we have prizes for first, second, third, or seventh and eighth, as we know from a few of our our last episode. But, um, you know, people, they want to feel supported. They want to feel good. When you're confident, you feel good, right? So I think that, you know, sometimes in business, one thing I notice is that sometimes our egos can get in the way where we don't necessarily want somebody to outshine us because it might make us look bad or uh, we don't want somebody to do something better than us, especially if they're in a role that's maybe subordinate to us or, um, you know, not in the same, if you're, if you're looking at like some kind of hierarchy chart, uh, you know, it might make you feel less than, but you know, if you can get your ego out of the way and understand that when you're building a business, when you're, um, with friends, when you have a team, that when everybody is feeling good, you actually rise together. And that's Mm. that whole thing that, you know, when you smile, the world smiles with you. When people are around you feel good in your company, everyone else gets to feel that, you know, and, and I noticed that that, that is a true thing. I noticed that when some people come in and they're not kind or they're not helpful uh, or they're rude, that it really just it starts to affect everyone around them. And then all of a sudden someone acts shitty to somebody else. And then someone acts like that. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, that whole, yes, that, you know, rotten apple rots the barrel or whatever. So, you know, uh, building rapport is really, really critical. I want to take a moment to share a quote with you that I just absolutely love. And it's in relation to uh, self-awareness, which is what I want to talk about now, because sometimes when we're looking at building rapport, we have to look at our own behavior in a situation to be able to change it, modify it, or keep doing something that if it's working. So this quote from Marianne, Marianne Williamson, her book, A Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of A Course in Miracles, which by the way, I'm actually taking A Course in Miracles right now. Anyway, oh, it's, brilliant. I've got it too. Yeah, I'm starting. I've, um, did you, have you done the lessons? Um, I just bought an adapted version. So a guy did like, um, I don't know if it's got the lessons and it's not the original version it's adapted so it sort of explains the principles and all that sort of stuff okay cool so the one that i'm doing is uh, i did a whole conversation with a guy on the afterlight all about a course in miracles and i yeah. said to him i started reading it and i said i didn't understand so i kind of put it away yeah. and he said, what you do is you go to the back of the book and you do the lessons and you do one lesson every day and it's amazing michelle yeah. so i would really encourage you to get the original okay yeah, I quite like the adaptive version, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, I will have a look. Okay. All right. So here's the quote by Marianne Williamson. It takes courage to endure the sharp pains of self-discovery rather than choose to take the dull pain of unconsciousness that would last the rest of our lives. So one of the things that, you know, that quote is talking about is basically taking the time to look at our behavior to look at ourselves and to look at our effect on other people. Now, this helps 
um, if you start working on your self-awareness. So your self-awareness essentially comes down to the way that you speak to people, to the way that you behave, to your body language. So one of the things that I want to encourage our listener at home to do is when you're looking to build rapport, I want you to pay attention to your body language, to pay attention to your posture and your facial expressions and your hand gestures. Because very often people are reading you even if you're not saying anything at all. And we've all seen those examples where somebody stands and they've got their arms crossed versus somebody who's standing with their back straight and their arms may be open. One person is in a closed position. One person is in more of an open position. So when you're looking to build rapport, it's really important to reflect and try to pay attention to the way that you're acting in a specific moment. Now, I don't necessarily think that you need to do this, um, only when you're having a challenge or only, you know, I, I would really encourage people to do this kind of and anytime, you know, to kind of pay attention. So when I see somebody sometimes not smiling, I go, oh, that person's not smiling. And then I go, oh, I, I'm not smiling either. So then I'll take a moment and I'll smile. I actually have an alarm set in my phone that reminds me to smile. I think we might've talked about this before, Michelle, but you know, sometimes yes. what we do is when we're not smiling or we're, we're not giving off an impression that we feel happy that, you know, especially with people who have really strong facial expressions like myself, and I think you probably do as well, our whole mm. face transforms when we're smiling as opposed to when we're just resting in a neutral face. So to build rapport, it's really critical that we get aware of our body language. So again, watch your posture, watch your facial expressions, and watch your hand gestures. Mm. Yeah, body language is a big one. Uh, for me, being a journalist, we always look at body language of people are folding their arms and crossing their legs and looking like they want to run out the door, then uh, there's something going on there. I always look at that body language um, with people, especially when I'm doing interviews and I am still interviewing people. So, um, you know, and also my clients, I guess I sort of look at my clients in the same sort of way. Um, one thing I did want to touch on Lauren and, um, and then I wanted to comment on a point that you made is when, as you know, when I was in the company or the corporation, I had two quite different bosses. I have had a lot of female bosses over my time and I feel like I'm sort of getting, a bit more confident in myself. You know, I think when we question ourselves and we're not completely confident in ourselves as employees, when someone comes and sort of gives us feedback and things like that, it sort of really uh, makes us feel quite insecure or it has with me in the past because I'm already quite, you know, highly critical. I'm expecting a lot of myself. And then someone comes in and gives me feedback and it kind of all mounts up on top of what I'm already telling myself that I need to do and already not feeling great, you know, about myself and stuff. So I feel like, you know, a boss isn't a very powerful position where you can make or break someone really. And I have seen some people broken, you know, in that particular industry. So uh, I know that with one of my bosses, you know, when I'd have feedback and she'd done the whole, you know, um, disc, you know, thing that we've spoken about before, you know, I'll be D type personalities, you and I are. And based on that, she decided that, you know, she was going to come in and just lay it all on the line. This complaint, you know, this is wrong. That's wrong. You've done this thing. You know, that was terrible, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of that, I felt A, very deflated, but B, I said, well, is there anything good? Like, is there any positive? Is there anything I've done right? Is there anything I can work on, you know, which is positive? And she's like, mm, no, no, there's nothing. And I was really disappointed and really let down. And when the other, we had another person come in and sort of uh, fill in for a bit and uh, it was, it was so different. And I've known this other person for quite a few years, but she was the same with everybody she came in and she said, all right, so um, what can we do better? What can we improve? How can we make your life easier? And I went, sorry, what? 
sorry, what? <laughs> I haven't prepared anything. What, what is this situation? What is going on here? Like I nearly had a meltdown. I'm like, you're asking me for my opinion. Oh my God. There was none of the negative and I was bracing, you know, I realized I was going into these meetings and I was bracing for it. You know, I was bracing my body to have to receive and, and kind of deflect, you know, deflect back because it felt like an attack, you know? And when she came in and just was like, what can I do for you? You're doing this well. This is a great idea. I love how you implemented this. This is so great. Let's get this, you know, style guide happening. How can I support you through that? How many days off do you need to get it done? You know, it was just so different. I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. I just didn't know what to do. I had no reference point for that, but I felt so supported. And I finally felt like someone had my back. And I finally felt like someone was paying attention too, because she was giving specifics about things that I had done in my role that I'd implemented that were awesome, but I'd never been recognized for any of that before. So that changed my life. And I feel like, you know, if you are listening to this and you're a boss and you're looking after other people, to really hear that, you know, look below the D type personality, the alpha type personality. Yes, I'm destined to work for myself. Yes, you are as well. Yes, we're leaders. Yes, we're strong. But we're still sensitive. We're yeah. still sensitive. So it doesn't mean that you can just, you know, steamroll over the top and we're going to be happy about that. You know, you've yeah. got to support. You've got to support your people. And I just really feel that that is super important because every, you know, there's another D-type personality in that group and she got treated the same and she left. We lost a really great colleague. She left. She was like, no, can't do it um, because there was no support. So the other thing I just wanted to mention, Lauren, in alignment with what you were talking about was I've been recommending to a few of my clients lately because my clients are sort of coming in, a few of them, and saying, look, I just can't get along with anyone at work. I don't like my family, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And it's kind of that victim thing. It's like all these people are doing things to me. I would be so happy if I could walk this earth alone. And it's like, well, I'm really sorry, but you're in a human experience and the human experience is such that we are, you know, social animals and we're supposed to interact with others. So this is life, you know, if you aren't going to work for yourself, you're going to be in a workplace likely with other people, unless you're able to work from home. That's, that's a fact. So it's like, we need to learn to get along with others. And the book that I've been recommending, we've spoken about it before, but it's a Bible and it's Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. It is fantastic. It is life-changing. And it is such that you have to figure out people's currencies. So if you are in a workplace and you've got colleagues, what are their currencies? What is motivating? What What is driving them? And what is their why? Why are they there? What are they trying to get out of this? Is it just to go to work and earn money? Is it more than that? You know what I mean? So it's like, if you don't know that about your colleagues and your subordinates and your staff, then you should, you know, you should be asking those questions. It's like, you know, that boss, you know, coming in and asking me the question, it was like, oh my gosh, I've never had this before. What is, what is this? But, you know, when I got used to the idea, I was like, right, these are my ideas. This is what I want to do, la, la, la. And I just, you know, my creative energy just, you know, kicked up another level. But I'd never been asked before, so I hadn't really bothered. So it's like if you want to get the best out of your staff, I feel like really get to know them, get to know their why, their currency. What are they doing this for? And then, you know, we have something to work with. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm sorry that you had to go through that experience, although it's a good story now is a good lesson for other people that, yeah, just because somebody's tough and the leader doesn't mean that they don't want to feel valued. And that's, you know, especially someone like you is working your butt off. I always try um, um, to highlight when people did things well, to let, let other people know and to, to get them to shine because 
you know, when people recognize what you've done and that you're taking time off your life to do something, especially work for somebody else, it's so important that you acknowledge that. Yeah. So Dale Carnegie is the man. And a lot of the stuff that I'm actually going to be talking about moving forward here is actually based on a lot of the stuff that I've learned from him. So when we are looking at handling difficult people or when we're looking at building rapport and relationships, and I'm thinking of your, your client who doesn't get along with anybody. Mm. I mean, it's not hard to get along with people if you're not an asshole. So yeah. I mean, really? So here's some ways that you can get along with people. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. So nobody wants to be criticized and nobody wants to be sitting, you know, hanging around somebody who's complaining all the time. Yeah. I know we vent sometimes that makes sense, but we all know what it's like when we're around somebody who is constantly complaining. I kind of liken them to being almost like an energy vampire where they just, mm. they suck all the positivity and all the good stuff out of you. And they, they try to take you down into their deep, dark hole where nothing is working out. You know, if you can start to be aware of the words that you're saying and whether or not you're complaining a lot or whether or not you're talking poorly about other people or whether or not you're criticizing things, you know, stop doing it. Mm. That's it. Stop doing it. If you Simple. go to say something, just go, you know what? I'm just going to be silent here. It's that whole thing. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Well, some people just want to talk for the sake of hearing their own voice, but honestly, Sometimes it's better to just say nothing. So that's a really big mm. one. Another thing that's actually really helpful is giving honest and sincere appreciation. And when you're giving honest and sincere appreciation for somebody, you notice when somebody's doing something well. You know, like when I noticed that Michelle brought in a 100,000 page views on something, I let her know that I noticed because it was important. Yeah, you're, you're it was important that you knew that I knew that you just kicked some ma massive butt yeah. on that whole thing, you know? And so it doesn't take a lot to let somebody know that they're doing a great job. Hey, I really love the way you mop that floor. I never would have thought of doing it in that way. Mm. Hey, I really love the way like you look right now or your hairstyle, you know, to kind of go back off the top. I constantly compliment people when I when there's something about them that I love, because when it's real and honest, they feel that from me, they feel that genuineness yeah. from me. So I, I always try to do that. So, you know, can you bring people along with you on your success? Can you share your vision? Going back to the why that you were talking about, you know, when you give honest and sincere appreciation for what they're doing and kind of support that they're part of the bigger picture or the journey, or we couldn't do it without you. They do like that woman did for you with the floors. They want to work mm. harder for you and they want to stay later and they want to do these extra things and they want to find ways of making your business better. And so that's yeah. really an important thing. Yeah, it Go also ahead. makes you feel good. I was just going to say, it makes you feel good. You know, when you connect with someone in that way, you feel that kind of heart to heart connection. And I think in workplaces, people are sort of, I don't know, afraid of that, afraid of sort of, you know, blurring the lines or something. But it's like when I did that with the girl with the mopping and, you know, there's been a lot of other examples, but it's like when you connect to someone at that heart level, and when, you know, my, uh, you know, boss I spoke about that, you know, asked me for my opinion and things, 
I really felt that. Like I felt that in my heart. I felt like she has made the effort to go out there and look at what I'm doing. She was only in there a couple of days a week. The other person had been there five days a week and she, you know, she knew all these things. And I just thought, wow, that really, that really um, made me feel good. It really made me feel good. And it does as the person like yourself, you know, when you were noticing when I got a heap of views on a story or whatever it was, whenever you commented, I was like, wow, you know, and that would have made you feel good too, you know? So it's like, it's, it's mm-hmm. mutually beneficial yeah. to do that, yeah. you know, to find that, um, that nice thing to say. And it, it is good when it's specific. And I think that's what I've been looking for. You know, yeah. I wanted to know that people were noticing, otherwise what's the point, you know, what are we, what are we doing that for? Yeah, I did have a manager, um, my boss, and he, he told me that, you know, Lauren, we're all about winning hearts and minds hearts and minds. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what you've just said there. And, and, you know, I really took that on board and I was like, yeah, winning hearts and minds because, you know, people are human at the end of the day, they're dealing with whatever dealing situations they've got going home. They don't need to come to work and not feel safe or appreciated really. Yeah. And, you know, talking about currency too, I mean, I don't believe that that initial boss actually knew my currency at all because, you know, Yes, I'm a D type personality and all of those things, but ultimately, you know, I've said to you many times, I would have done my job for free. I loved doing that so much, you know, putting it out there, getting the likes, getting the comments, the, you know, the interaction for me was awesome. I loved interacting with people who were like commenting on my posts and saying these things. And I was, you know, having just such a wonderful time because I'm a people (laughs) person, you know, so my, my currency wasn't money. I wasn't there, you know, to earn the money. I would have done that for free. I loved that job. And, you know, my why was more about the the interaction and getting as much, you know, I guess views on the websites and on the ads and things like that for my company. That was that was really my motivation was to bring those people in, get eyes on the website, get eyes on the ads, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, interacting with people was part of that, you know. So ultimately that was yeah. my end goal. And I don't know that they ever got that. I don't know that anyone ever got that, which is a shame. Yeah, I got that. I knew that. I could see that in you. Because yes, I know. That's you, did, why yeah. you were always doing extra. Working 24 hours a day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 6 a.m. Michelle, are you all over this story? Here it's we like, are. It's fucking 6 a.m. Yes. <laughs> it's already up. It's already done, Lauren. Mm. All right. Well, let's get into some ways to get people to like you. So basically... One way is to be a good listener. And this is actually a perfect segue from what you were just talking about, because if you can actually encourage people to talk about themselves, you will find out their currency. You will find out what matters to them. You will find out their why and their motivation and their inspiration for being there. And so I think the important thing is when you ask a question to take time to listen. Uh, one thing I, that's just come back to me from, you know, probably, probably learned this like 15 or 20 years ago and I don't implement it, but I'll share it anyway, is that when you ask somebody a question, wait. You know how sometimes people, they need to reflect before they answer? I don't know if yes. you do this, but let's pretend I ask you a question. I'll go, Michelle, you know, what are you doing today? And then you might wait. Women and I go, you know, like, are you doing blah, blah, blah? Well, no, if I had waited an additional 10 seconds, you might have actually spoken. Yeah. yeah, As opposed to cut you off. So, um, and I do know that sometimes people try to finish sentences or talk for other people as well. And so sometimes it's actually good to just allow somebody to say their own truth because you'll be very surprised what 
you know, what, what comes out. So another thing, um, another way to get people to like you as well is actually if you talk in terms of what the other person is interested in, and this is sort of a hack when you're introducing people. So if I was going to introduce Michelle to somebody that I know, I would kind of find a common ground between the two. So I might go, Hey, Michelle, um, Sarah over here is really passionate about mediumship as well. Maybe you can tell her a bit about what you do or something like that. Mm. Or, Hey, the two of you have a journalism background or the two of you, um, are vegan, you know, for example. Mm. So yeah. one thing we know about vegans is we love talking about being vegan. So <laughs> yes, yeah. they do. It gives you a starting point as opposed to going, Lauren, Michelle, Michelle, Lauren, see you later, have a great time. And then you kind yeah. of standing there going, ah, yeah. 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 Or as yeah. if you know the common grounds there, then you start from that point. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, exactly. I remember one of the young kids at work, um, I, I met a while ago and, um, they didn't talk very much to people and I kind of made a point of talking to them. And so every time they came to work, they were updating me on their footy career. That's what they were passionate about. <laughs> so they would always go out of their way to tell me all about the things that they're doing with their footy career and how it's working and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I remember somebody said to me, wow, I've never seen that person talk so much than when they talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yes, because they're talking to me about their passion. That's it. And I found their passion thought through talking and listening to them. So that's always that's really, it. really good. And I think that when people talk, I remember this story in Dale Carnegie's book where he was saying that he went and he went to a party and he was talking to somebody there and he just kept asking questions about the other person and the person just I talked remember about that one. themselves. It was gardening. Yeah. It was, gardening one. was it a gardening thing? And they were talking about themselves yeah, the whole time. And gardening. Then, and then at the end, they're like, oh, I, yes, it, I had such a great time. Dale's such a great person or whatever, but really he'd never really done enough. anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dale's a very good conversationalist and he, he thought it was hilarious because he knew next to nothing about gardening and basically he just kept prompting her. So she was talking, 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 talking uh, and she just thought it was wonderful and he's like, I have no clue about gardening. And the point was that, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't have to know everything about whatever these people, you know, are talking yeah. about. You don't have to know everything about the football. But you no. can ask questions and you can prompt. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And then people love you for that. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? But it's so true. People love talking about themselves. Um, The other thing too is, is on the back of that is make people feel important and do it sincerely. So no matter what role they're playing, make them feel important. I mean, a lot of people forget that the receptionist is the gatekeeper to the CEO, for example. You know, they're not, you know, some people go, oh, they're just a person that answers the phone. No, I'm the gatekeeper. I can tell you when I was, um, managing the restaurant on uh, Monday and Tuesdays, I would be responsible as well for the floor plan and the seating and flipping the tables and organizing everything. People were so incredibly nice to me all the time because they knew that I was the gatekeeper to them getting a top table. Isn't that funny? Isn't that convenient? Yes. And I thought that is really interesting. I like it, but I can see what you're doing here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some motivation behind that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So a couple of other things I wanted to mention is just smile. Smiling is honestly, it makes such a difference when you're walking around smile, when you are asking someone a question, smile, it's such a difference between you being received in one way or another. And, um, you know, I think that Anybody can take criticism if it's given with a genuine smile and kindness as opposed to a direct 
You know, people with D personalities, they often want to be told things right away. Like, I don't want a, a big song and dance. I just want to know what you want. But it doesn't mean that you don't deliver that message with kindness. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm the same page. Yep. Um, and then the other thing I was just going to mention is that a person's name, a lot of people like to hear their own name. So um, it's really good if you can try to remember, remember people's names, remember people's haircuts, remember people's orders, remember people's favorite things you know like michelle you get a chai on a fairly regular basis do they know your order I do. yes i do yeah and yes. so does that, that they know my almost, name they know my order yeah exactly so and then what do you feel you feel special important and like a vip when you go there absolutely i uh we did have a changeover of staff and so initially they didn't know me and i was a little bit offended because i'd been so used to just yes. walking in hi michelle here's your drink hi michelle here's your drink and then there were all these new staff members and they were like, uh, hello, who are you? And I was just like, oh, what is this? Uh, but now yeah. they know me. It's a small room. Hello, Michelle. Here's your chai. And I went, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. <laughs> you know, you've got to give them a, a bit of time, you know, to, of to learn who you are. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, that was great. They were, um, yeah, really good down there. And that's why you go there. That's why you go there. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how you build rapport and that's how you retain staff. And that's how you yeah. retain customers as well. Yeah. And Lauren, I will say though, I, you know, and it's not their fault. I think some people are just not good at recognizing like faces. Um, some people are really great at like recognizing, I guess, voices and, and other things, but some people just don't recognize faces. And I have been in uh, businesses that I've gone to for years, you know, whether it's a coffee shop in the local area or whatever it is, and you'll go there, you know, pretty much every day and they don't know who you are. This particular you know, manager or whatever it is just doesn't remember, doesn't remember. And I've had experiences of that where I've been a bit like offended. It's like, well, I've been in here, you know, four, five, six times and I would expect that you would recognize me and know kind of who I am. And yeah. then other people, as I said, you know, my local down here and also when we're at Hope Island on the Gold Coast, you know, there was a great little coffee shop there. Steve just, the minute I met him, it, was, it didn't even take like two or three visits. The minute we went there, he knew us by name. He knew our dog's name. He knew everything about us. And he was just incredible. And like, he had the most amazing following. He's, it was almost like a fan club where everyone would just go to, hey, Steve, hey, Steve, because he made everyone feel like VIPs. So he had this yeah. amazing ability to make everyone feel like VIPs. And my husband's quite insecure and, and you know, not overly confident. Um, and so he would always go down and be like quite shy. And Steve's like, hey, mate, slap on the back, rah, rah, rah. Jason was down there every weekend. Let me tell you, yeah. he was down there and he made a lot of friends because Steve kind of gave him that, you know, hey guys, yeah. I met Jason, this is Jason, he does blah, 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 and he works in Brisbane and whatever else. So That's it was so that cool. what you were talking about, finding that common ground, getting him into the group as well. And mm -hmm. he just loved it, like loved every minute of it. So some people just have that knack, whereas other people, I think they don't have that naturally and they just don't maybe remember the faces or something. So it's not a criticism of them. It's just not everyone has that gift, I guess, um, to, to yeah. do that. Yeah. So I will just say that I'm somebody who recognizes faces. So it's difficult Same, for me yeah. to kind of connect or like understand what it might be like yeah. to not recognize a face. But I will say this as a comment, not everybody listens, not everybody is present, not everybody gives a shit and not everybody thinks it's important to pay attention. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like when I was serving at the restaurant and teaching people, I would say to them, you should be doing tables of two without writing anything down. 
And I say, start with drinks only, repeat back to them what they say. And the minute you get a drink order wrong, you start back on the pad of paper and then you work up. You do, you start with drinks for two people. Then you start with their food. Then you start with three people drinks only. Then you start with their food. Then you start with four. So for me, I can do up to a table of if I'm really on my game, probably a seven or eight without writing anything down. And that is cool yep. because it's a party trick. People think you're like so awesome that you remember everything. It's kind of like a show that you put on. But the way that I do it is I listen to them. I look at them when they're ordering. I pay attention to what they're saying. And so it's such an interesting thing too, because I remember showing some of the young women, I was like, you know, there's a real difference when you're hunched over writing down an order for two lattes, seriously, yeah. versus standing yeah. straight with your back, smiling and listening to them. And I remember one yeah. young woman, I told her this, I ended up talking to her a few weeks later and I said, so how are you going with the training, you know, with what I've you know, kind of asked you to start doing. And she said, I can take up to a table of four now with perfectly not write anything down. Fantastic. And I went, and I just thought that is the such, that's just the best because it's such a mm. different experience. And not only yeah. that, but it helps you to see when the food's up in the kitchen or it helps you to see when the drinks are made, you know, what table it's for because you've listened. So it's just kind of interesting. Steve clearly has made it's, it a priority to care. And I don't think everybody does. So that's no, fallen. but it's also Lauren, it's also taking the time to talk to them about it. Because I mean, when I was um, going through working in hospitality, I was made to count back. I was made to learn to count back because cash registers, you can't always rely on them in our drive through, like it didn't work so that you could actually check them out on the cash register anyway. So you basically had to be able to count, count back money because at the, at the cash, you know, when they came around to pay, that's all we have. We didn't have a cash register that could, could do that. So we just learned to count back. You had to do it. So it's like people taking the time to go, all right, um, you know, with your orders. And I was the same as you at Pizza Hut. I was like, I would just stand there. I'd listen to everyone. And they're like, where's your notepad and pen? And I'm like, I, I don't use one. I just remember. And they're like, oh my God. Um, and it is practice and it does, yeah. you know, take a bit of effort but it's worth it. And, you know, I would train when I had other people working on to me, I would train them the same way. So it's about, I think, taking the time, you know, putting the effort in to teach people and, and show them it is worthwhile doing this. And that's what you were doing. So unless someone sort of takes the time to explain that to them, no one's going to make the effort on their own. No one's going to go out and, you know, try and do that. So um, yeah, good on you for doing that. Well, it's also good on people recognizing it's an important thing to do because if you don't yeah. care, you just won't care. Right. I mean, that's, that's just the, the reality of the situation. <laughs> yeah. But if you realize no, that really it helps one. you be better. Yeah. So what are the tips to improve your life, Michelle? Um, look, I feel it's about getting to know uh, people, as I've just said, because it really does make your heart sing. You know, when you sort of look beneath whatever else is going on in that person's life, it just, you know, the connection, the smile, as you said, you know, building rapport, it just, it makes your heart feel good, you know, as opposed to, you know, when I've walked into maybe a uh, review, you know, giving someone a review myself when I was in management roles, if I've walked in and, and just really, you know, laid it on thick and just had everything, you know, I guess my own sort of um, ideas and motivations kind of going in the back of my mind without actually connecting to the other person, it never feels good. It never felt good for me doing that. So, you know, when I was in those roles, I guess I really tried to 
um, connect to the person. What can I do for you? You know, I've always sort of done that myself. And I guess it's disappointing when I don't receive that. That's my only, you know, what I was talking about before, because I have made the effort myself and I know it feels good to do that. So it's like lift others up, you know, lift others up, take the, um, your own sort of busyness and your own stresses and things out of it and just be there for that person. And like Steve, you know, treat them like a VIP right now. I'm with you. I'm here. I've got your back. Let's talk about you. You know, what can I do for you? How can I make your life better? It's like connecting on that level and not having everything else going on in the background with whatever's happening with yourself. Put yourself to one side for a minute and just Mm -hmm. be there for that particular person. You know, I work alone now, so I, I guess I don't have to deal with this, but my clients are dealing with it. As I said, you know, people are coming in, everyone's doing stuff to me, everyone's doing stuff to me. And it's like, no, you know, we're always in control. So it's, it's like change your experience, you know, change your experience. If you don't want to be working under those people or with those people, leave, find something else. But you'll always find that there is a common denominator and often that is you. You know, I know people, I've um, spoken to people who've changed jobs um, and it may have been from a reading that I've done with them where I've seen the other role and they're like, oh, okay, I'll go across to that role. And then it ended up being not great. And it's like, well, maybe the universe was trying to show you that you actually had it pretty good where you were and you weren't seeing it when you were there. Um, and that's, that is an actual example of a you know, girl I had a reading with and I, I told her what I felt she was doing and she said, yep, that's the job. And then they offered her the job and she went to it and then she hated it. And but she's going, oh, my old job was this, this, this. But when she was in the old job, she was only complaining about it. And I was like, well, maybe you had to kind of get out of it to see what you had. And now she's getting it and she's like, oh, so she's actually gone back. She's gone back to the old job. Um, so, you know, I never know when I'm, when I'm reading for someone, I never know what I'm actually seeing. I'm just like, well, I'm seeing this. And she's like, well, that's the job. And I'm like, well, there you go. But, uh, she thought it was going to be her dream job. And she's like, it's not my dream job. But now she has a bit of a comparison whereby she can say, well, my old managers actually weren't that bad. These guys were much worse. So, you know, sometimes you just need to take yourself out of it to appreciate what you've got you know yeah. um, that can be important as well and she she's gone back and she feels much more appreciated so you know um sometimes you do have to have that uh, ability to compare as well yeah yeah i agree and also ask for what you need you know if you're not getting the support yeah. that you want there was a lot around you, that, a lot around that, that yeah the assertiveness so many yeah, people are like oh you should have you should have known that you i should just know what? Should just know. I know. know. It happens in relationships a lot too. Yeah. 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 It's like, how are they supposed yeah. to know if you don't tell them it's important to you? That's it. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah. We're not all psychic. No, no. Well, we're not all developed psychically. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So anything else? Lauren? Yeah. Have you got anything oh, to add? Yeah. Party? I was going to just say um, with the um, tools to improve your life that a really great book, yes. I've recommended it numerous times on this show is the four agreements. And it really just, it's by Don Ruiz Miguel it teaches you about being impeccable with your word, not making assumptions, not taking things personally and always doing your best. It's a really short little book. It's an amazing way to build rapport because I think that if we're happy inside that we actually, that, that happiness is contagious for other people. And so I'd really like to encourage um, the listener at home to check that one out, especially the section on being impeccable with your word, because, you know, kind of like Michelle shared with her story, when you're given a critique, um, it can make or break somebody's confidence. And I mean, we're already dealing with enough challenges in life that we, we don't need to not be kind to each other. That's for damn sure. 
Yes. So the party element is brought to you today by my business. It's brought to you by Raw Raw Consulting's free masterclass, where I teach you to reduce your work hours by half. So basically, if you want to maximize your life and, and all that jazz, you need to get a hold of where you're spending your time. So if you want to create more time in your life to you know, do fun things, to go out, to be in the garden, to um, have fun, to do the things that you love. It's really important that you know where your time is being spent and that you also know to say no to requests that don't serve you. So I cover that all off in my free masterclass. It's 50 minutes. It's five zero. It's free. It doesn't cost you any money. You can register for it on my website at rawrawconsulting.com. So the party element to Today, Michelle, is um, to actually pay it forward. So I'd like to recommend that people do something kind for somebody else without, you know, kind of anything in mind. Maybe just smile or compliment someone on their shoes or say something nice or buy someone a coffee behind you. You know, it doesn't have to be anything that costs money. It could just be that smile. If you let somebody go in front of you when you're driving your car, it could be anything kind of like that. Because I think if we can practice being kind, if we can practice being compassionate, we'll start to do that a lot more easier in our life. It'll come more naturally. And that'll just continue to help us to, to uh, continue to build rapport with people, which is, you know, what we want to do. Because you feel good when people like you. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And when someone gives you a smile and there's no expectation of anything from that, you know, it's just a smile without expectation of you giving them anything. That's really nice. You know, that doesn't happen very yeah. often. Yeah. I love that. Love, love, love. Um, no, I'm fully in support of that. And I think, um, you know, it's give people what they don't expect. That's what I always say. It's like, you know, if someone gives you venom, give them back, you know, kindness and understanding and compassion, you know, it's like, don't give people what they expect. And, um, you know, it's a bit of a surprise. I think, um, that's why I was so surprised when I walked into that meeting, cause I didn't get what I expected. I already had my expectations. I was ready. I was bracing and I was completely disarmed. You know, that's what it did for me was disarm me. So I feel like don't give people what they expect, you know, in every situation, but also look a little bit deeper, you know, what are people's whys, you know, what are they in there for? So, um, yeah, I think moving into sort of, uh, next week, Lauren, um, we're going to be talking, we talked about it kind of at the top there. It's about a little bit about manifestation, um, which is nice, you know, cause we're talking about the party element at the moment, but you know, be careful what you wish for, because these things, when you put those, um, messages out there, all those wishes out there, they can come around pretty fast and it's all about manifesting. You know, it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it's about getting yourself into, that vibration, you know, where you can receive, where you're open to receiving. People often say, you know, I've been asking for this thing and asking for this thing and it never happens. And it's like, well, are you open to receiving? Are you in the right vibration? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So that's the most important thing here is to put yourself into the vibration, which is laughter, joy, play, happiness. That raises your vibration. So you're ready for this thing, you know, to come in. So we're going to be talking next week about be careful what you wish for with some really good examples of that. Yeah. I love it. That's, yeah, it's going to be a good episode. I love talking about yeah. manifesting and I'm going to, um, you and I are maybe going to share about what we're looking at manifesting coming up and then we'll kind of see yeah. how that unfolds, which I think is always really cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I remember somebody was asking me the other day, they were, are you trying to manifest this thing? They didn't say it quite like that. Are you trying to buy this thing? Um, and people, our, our listener at home is going to have to wait till next week to see what I'm talking about. 
But I said, oh. yes. And then what I did, Michelle, is I told them my, my order with the universe. And I said, I'm just, this is my order. <laughs> That's so, awesome. And I love yeah. your thank you, thank you, thank you more, please. I love that. Yes. Yeah, I do it all yes. the time. It's so good. Yeah. 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 Well, that has been the business in the front. Party in the back podcast. Ah. If you loved what you heard this week, uh, please tell everybody. Tell your goat and your cousin's goat and your uh, brother's best friend, whoever you can uh, think of and come across, let them know about our podcast because we do put a lot of love and light and effort and energy into this and we have some really good ideas. We have had some great experts on over the time. I was going to say over the years. Over the time we've been doing this, it's only been about a year. And uh, so we really appreciate you spreading the word about us and, you know, you can follow us on all the different socials. Lauren, if they weren't so much picking up what we were putting down what should they do um they should cut their losses and go and find oh. something else that's more more their speed <laughs> okay that's fantastic i quite like that that was nicely put together well thought through uh lauren it has been wonderful once again it's always a privilege to share this time with you yeah and you i look forward to it again next week yes sounds great thank you Hooray.